Welcome to Welcome to the Gun Show. I'm joined by Garrett. Hey, everybody. And Tarek. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Keeping it. Yo, yo. <laughs> Winding. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Tarek's, Tarek's brought the old spinny thing out the bag. Hang on, wait. Did I say three or four? Dude, I'm, like you said lots. You, okay, you said all the years. Okay. I'm pretty sure that uh, a lot of the people who are listening to this think yo-yo is an actual greeting and not a fucking toy. <laughs> <laughs> or serious business, depending on which sort of era you grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you mean, some, toy? some people took that seriously. Like, massively. <laughs> people my age will remember the old Coca-Cola yo-yos. And so, oh, yeah. I'm not your age, and I remember the Coca-Cola yo-yos. Yeah. Like there was Coke and Fanta and Sprite, I think. Oh. And uh, amalgamated beverages, you now owe us um, $100 million for free advertising. Well, it's not free oh, advertising. <laughs> you know what just, just reminded me of is Fresca. Anyway, let's carry on. Oh, because nothing tastes like Fresca. Yeah. You can get Fresca on Delta flights. Oh. And in the States. It's very good. Uh, the, the only thing I'm interested in at the moment is uh, Mountain Dew. Like That's I really love nice. that stuff. I love it. And I can't find it in big enough like volumes. Mountain Dew is awesome, but it is sort of radioactive sugar. Yeah, that's what I like about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was waiting for you to say something bad. <laughs> I mean, if you I summarized correctly. It. And, I, and I'm 99% I'm sure of this. I seem to recall that you could get Mountain Dew energy drinks in the States. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure you can. Similar. Yeah. So all the sugar, all the radioactivity, and caffeine. Plus caffeine in a bottle. Everything's better with caffeine. Like that that sounds like a party to me. I like that. Mm. A lot. Um, I'll tell you guys what I call it uh, offline. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say it on the show. Sorry, people. Um, Shaul, you are going to have to Google what a yo-yo is. Um Wikipedia probably has a, a pretty good entry on it. Um, usually Wikipedia is to be avoided, but on this one, I think you could probably trust them. Um, <laughs> Was that a Charles uh, H joke? Yeah, well, yes. Nice. Because he's 12. About that. He's not. He's a you year younger than me, so he's 11. And you know what Charles' <laughs> least favorite animal is? What? A squid. I mean a squid. <laughs> Oh, oh. Did you see? So there was, I think, active self-protection, though speaking under correction, the day after that happened to him, posted a whole fucking article on Squibblets. <laughs> it's like, your timing couldn't be any worse. You should have shown this to him three days ago. <laughs> uh, I actually, I genuinely felt bad for the dude. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, I've, <laughs> I've seen that kind of stuff get close to happening. Uh, I haven't seen one do what he had, uh, mostly because they wouldn't chamber in those instances. But it was so close to people doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I felt bad for them based on what could have happened. Um, and he actually had it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's rough. We do, we do love you, Shaw. Well, Gaz does. Hmm. Gaz does. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Charles. 
Sorry, Shaul. We do, uh, we some, do feel your pain. Some yeah. quick admin stuff before we uh, get into tonight's show topic. Um, the first one is we're glad everyone enjoyed the Magload show. Uh, it seems like people thought that was an absolute hoot, um, which it was. So we're glad everyone enjoyed that. Um, and Mr. Cod, we don't chill on this show. I mean, we don't just chill. So saying that you thought it was going to be a shilling episode, not, not nice. Yeah. Um, uh, Jason, you're a cock. There we go. Crouch. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on from that. Uh, remember to get your objections in. They have to be in before the 5th of July. So yeah. 4th of July, midnight closing. Don't wait that long. Um, when you've sent it in, make sure that you get a receipt back from them uh, and make sure that you check the receipt that you get back to say thank you for your submission or whatever it says. Um, they've had some issues with the mailboxes and stuff filling up. And Make sure that the submission you sent actually went uh, is what I'm saying. If it didn't, Keep sending it. Um, also, uh, CC uh, an email address that you've got access to, um, just so you would prove that you sent it um, and you've got record of it. Uh, it could just be useful down the line. Yeah, absolutely. There are um, a couple of sorry. There are a couple of other people who are offering uh, ways to submit stuff. Um, so you should also. Probably send your email, make sure that they receive it, send 10 emails if you have to for them to get it, send 10 emails if you've got 10 different thoughts and they occur to you over time, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but also go and submit them through the the other sites that are available that are not uh, petitions that just go, do you agree or do you not agree, but things that will actually submit your actual commentary to the correct channels. Um, I don't know who those people are, but but do that thing. It's probably going uh, to think There's Dear South Africa. I think there's an IRR one or something like that. Um, I know the DA now has one running. Um, yeah, the DA one. Just jump in on all of them. Uh, and guys, please be literate. Um, be intelligent. Don't swear at them. Don't say anything stupid. Um make reasoned logical points because there are reasoned logical points to support our point of view. All you're doing, if you scream and swear at them and tell them how, as one dude went on about Donald Trump and how he was the real president, that was very confusing. Um, all you're doing is you're, you're helping the people who are into us. Uh, also, if you don't do anything about this, well done for supporting a total gun ban and fuck you. So I'm very curious as to who sent the thing about Donald Trump. I had someone screenshotted on one of the groups. It, it was something, it was one of these just raving, ah, and then it was like something about how we need a real president like Donald Trump. This is probably one of the people who think that, you know, on the 4th of July, he's going to take America back from the lizard people. Or... <laughs> I, I was just curious because, um, yeah, Guys, this is politics, and we we don't like doing politics on the show, but this is politics, but at least make sure that it's South African politics. Uh, if you send it in, because <laughs> the others don't matter in the context of this, um, regardless of what you believe the uh, outcome should have been and you know, what your beliefs are. Uh, <laughs> get your I, objections I, in. 
I'll I'll relink the uh, show on uh, when we discuss this, um, so that you can send that to your friends if they need some context on what's happening. Uh, I think that uh, well, not I think I know that uh, Francois and Max and Aziza had sort of a little bit of a deeper dive into the changes. Um, I think that was on CHS Bunker. I'll try and link that too. Um, and then there was one on Motivus where, where Max and Franz were on their own went into quite a few things in terms of the, the changes and what it would mean for us. Um, good idea to go and listen to all of those. If you don't know what to say in your, your objection, uh, they covered some stuff that would be useful to, to listen to and consider. And guys, please, I keep hearing people tell me how it'll never happen. It'll very easily happen if we let it. Um, it shouldn't happen, but it can happen. Uh, so if anyone tells you that'll never happen, um, try and educate that person. Uh, and at the very least, take no notice of anything they say because they're an idiot. Um, and you can tell them I said that if you want. Uh, the other thing is uh, try and explain to your non-gun earning friends what the potential consequences of this are. Um, you know, there was no, um, there were no democratic principles followed in this. Uh, it, it is deeply problematic. Um, so while, while you may have a friend who doesn't like, who, who isn't interested in guns or even doesn't like guns, they need to understand that it, if government get to get to push this through, um, what next? A ban on motorcycles because they're dangerous? Because a very good argument can be made that motorcycles are dangerous and we would make the country safer if we banned them. Um, I don't think it's a logical argument, but the argument could be made. Um, there's a uh, whole dude. lot of things that could be taken away, a whole lot of sports that are ostensibly dangerous. Um, and if you don't fight against this, uh, it, they're going to come after something that, that you might care about. So. I know of a couple of people who don't own guns or even who don't like guns who've come out against this legislation because they're intelligent. Um, and that's something to bear in mind. I also see in groups of people all the time going on about, oh, gun-free and whatever are so stupid. No, they're not stupid. Um, they're wrong, they're liars, and they're evil, but they're not stupid. And when you think they're stupid, that's when we have a problem. Gun-free South Africa are... They're, they're problematic. They they have been caught out using um, research that that wasn't real, um, and they have an agenda um, that it's in the name. Um, so bear that in mind, but don't think they're stupid. Uh, if if you think they're stupid, you you are you're underestimating them. There we go. And no one does well by underestimating their enemy. Um, couple of more things on this. Uh, well, a couple of, one more thing on this. I saw an email or maybe it was a WhatsApp message floating around with the contact details for one of the people at Gun Free South Africa who apparently worked in the draft bill. Um, don't get involved in forwarding that kind of stuff around. Um, there, It's problematic legally for you and for them. Um, so don't do that. Um, and, and don't feed the narrative that we're um, knuckle dragging Neanderthals. Yeah, we're yep. not. Um, you know, every group has a few of those in, but as a general rule, 
there are, I know lots of very intelligent gun owners. I'm, I mean, I know corn and gas as well, but I know a lot of really intelligent gun owners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, boys, I had to get there. I even had to think about that one. Look, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, I'm drinking tea. Nice, out of uh, black rifle Act, actual tea. Mug. Out of, but look, look on this side. Oh, uh, it's a staccato. Oh. Like, nice. Those are cool. Thanks, Greg. Those are cool. <laughs> um, the best tea mug ever. Sorry. Okay. No, all good. Next sort of line of business, uh, we'd just like to, again, say thank you to Zero Mike Bullets for their support of the show. Um, I'm not going to say the entire spiel again. Visit the Zero Mike, the zmbullets.co.za website. Get your orders in. Uh, they're making really, really good product um, in multiple calibers. Um, we've, all three of us have had really good success with them, sort of accuracy-wise and, and that kind of stuff. When we're, we're pretty happy shooting those. Um, not just because they're a supporter of the show. You have to clarify that for some people. <laughs> you mean uh, Jason Cohen? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jason, I would like to see a uh, photo of your zero mic bullets in the group, um, or you'll be expelled. <laughs> I mean, it will be a brief expel. So, like, we're not throwing you out entirely, but <laughs> we'll put you on mute for like half an hour or something. Uh, <laughs> you, you might just replace uh, Charles as the target of, of our derision. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, that moves us on to the next set of people we need to say thank you to. Um, again, Zero Mike Bullets, thank you very much. There's a thousand bullets up for grabs for the guys who are, well, for one individual who is participating in the drill of the month. Um, there are some specific rules attached to that. Uh, you have to participate in the drill of the month every month from uh, May onwards. <laughs> I'm sure that's that's great. May until till October. Um, so September will be the last running draw, and then in October the, the draw will be. That's correct. Wasn't it the April one as well? I think it was April. April. Well. April. It was April, May, so June. So this month we're halfway through. Okay. April so, was the beginning. <laughs> there we go. So April was the beginning. Of the, I mean, they did sound not very smart. So. <laughs> SMRT, smart. Yeah, smart. <laughs> so, Zero Mike, thank you very much. Thousand bullets up for grabs for one lucky individual um, who participates. Um, next one is Flatback Alpha, who have thrown in a swinger and a target stand for the same lucky winner who wins the draw. And then two shooting staff who have made... A gracious offer to have guys go to their facility uh 15 minutes range time um use of a timer if you need it target supplied uh in order for you to be able to to shoot the draw um i can't remember the cost on that but it was it was a really good deal um yeah. to, to go in and quickly go do that um gaz might remember the the value but i i can't uh, so i don't want to say it uh 50 rand Oh, there we go. 50. Okay, there we go. No, I didn't want to say the, the, the wrong amount and then cause issues because I couldn't recall exactly what it was. Um, now that we thank the uh, Drill of the Month sort of supporters and obviously all the people who have participated and continue to participate, T, do you want to tell us about this month's uh, Drill of the Month? Sure. I just, I'd like to thank two more people before we carry on. 
Um, when uh, Rocksteady Gear, um, that's just for me. Uh, Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro. Um, the guys do the, the they're the local agents for Magload. Uh, fantastic product line and, and lots of exciting stuff here and a lot of exciting stuff coming. Um, and then the other person I wanted to thank was uh, Andre at Guns and Work. Um, he's he's supported the show with, with some stuff that that's uh, you'll hopefully see at the level four. Um, hopefully, very close to some medals. Uh, so thanks, Andre. If you do listen to this, I'm sorry, um, but thanks so much for for your support. Um, so during the month, this month we decided to go back to Beatrice. Um, and it is a, a drill um, designed by, by a gentleman by the name of Justin Dial. Uh, really, really clever drill. It's called the five-yard roundup. Um, very simple. Um, you need 10 rounds. Uh, shockingly, it's done at five yards. Uh, yeah, the name might be a giveaway. Um, it's uh, a 10-round drill on a B8. Um, four strings. Each string is, has a part time of two and a half seconds. Um, first string is to, and I, obviously as per all of our, our drill of the month stuff, it needs to be done from concealment, um, unless you're, uh, on duty law enforcement or security, in which case retention also with all the retention stuff done. Um, I don't think anyone's done that yet. Um, uh, drawn fire one round at, uh, at, at five meters from the holster in under two and a half seconds. That's, that's pretty much a gimme um, for most relatively experienced shooters. Uh, the next one is from low ready, four rounds um, from low ready, also in two and a half seconds. Uh, next one from low ready is um, three rounds from low ready in two and a half seconds, strong hand only. And then the last string is two rounds from low ready uh, in two and a half seconds. You guessed it, weak hand only. Um, Anything, any shots over time are minus five, and then obviously you don't count that hit. Um, so, you know, if, if you shoot a 10 in 2.51 seconds, uh, we don't count the 10 and we take and we take five off your total score. Um, and what we've said is you want to be aiming for a score of 90 or better. Um, so it's a nice, it, it tests a nice series of skills. It, it's got a pretty tight accuracy standard. Um, it's got a reasonably tight uh, uh, time standard. Um, nothing, nothing ridiculous, but a, a good way once again to test your ability with your gun. Um, a good, a nice way to compare different guns. Um, you know, from from a shootability point of view. Uh, so really easy, easy one to run, run and and not super expensive because it, it, it's only ten rounds in a B8. Uh, so so that's the drill of the month for this month. Um, there's two, if, if you're going to join team stretch goals and, and, and try and, um, once, once you've cleaned this, try and, try and do the, um, you know, the, the extra challenging one, there's two different ways you can do it extra challenging. Uh, one is to go for all X's, um, which I think is going to be pretty exciting. And the other one is obviously to try the, the double time. So double the round count, um, I have tried the double the round count one. The technical term is fucking difficult. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to mess around with that a little bit, but uh, that uh, 
the the weekend especially there was was an adventure um strong and only and the and the low ready it it i managed to get closest on the time but i wasn't under the time uh the weekend trying to do that in the time the the accuracy was shall we say um provincial uh i i used the entire a4 page um so nice drill to try um not going to not going to to be too taxing for a lot of your sort of realistic carry guns um but also none of it's to give me except maybe the first one so yeah now the uh i think that the from experience i think that the uh the place that people are going to struggle the most is going to be the weekend only I think some people are going to be surprised by strong hand only because it's not necessarily easy. But I think weekend only is we're going to see a lot of people learn some new things about shooting guns. Um, it was interesting on, I, I ran it, uh, the course last weekend, I ran the guys through the um, through the drill. Uh, I can't remember, I, I don't think anyone, I can't remember if anyone cleaned it. Uh Maybe it's possible one shooter passed it. Um, it's possible one old grumpy shooter passed it. Um, Adrian. Um, but uh, one of the guys who was running it, who, who was doing really, really well with a double action first shotgun, and this was, an, and, and I'm not being anti double action first shot, it was an interesting observation. He shot the drill really well. On the weekend, he struggled with that first shot. Um, so something to bear in mind with with you know with the drill a lot of us don't work our weekends um enough uh it's not particularly far but it is a particularly tight accuracy standard with uh you know, if you're trying to keep those in the 10 and, and you're trying to do it uh um in the time so yeah uh posted up on the group guys and and as we've said with all the group, group uh drill of the month it's <laughs> It's not about, it's not a competition. Um, the prize is not going to go to the dude who does, or the, the lady who does the, the fastest or the best or whatever. Um, it's it's a way of tracking. It's a way of, of, of sort of uh, auditing where you are. Um, and as always, we, we have, well, I, I have a lot more respect for the person who's got the balls to, to put one up where it didn't go fantastically, um, as opposed to, yeah, it's easy to post one where it went well. Um, if you fuck one up and you still get the balls to post it, I, I have big respect for that. I still like you if you post up the ones that you crushed, um, but no one's going to look at one that you. And, and the guys have been really supportive. You know, if, if we look at previous ones, we've had we've had guys who failed the drills, we've had guys who've who've, who've made mistakes, um, and we we just we, we the, the, the group doesn't have a culture of people being dicks about that. I mean, there's lots of dicks in the group because I'm there, but no one's been a dick about anyone shooting. So don't be scared. Yeah. Side note, um, the more you practice and work shooting strong and only and weekend only, the better your freestyle shooting gets. Amen. It's funny that it's almost like both those hands are involved in shooting freestyle. It's weird, eh? It's not just one hand. Unless you're me. Odd. Well, you <laughs> I suppose or quail. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we slap that support hand on just so that it looks like it's doing something. 
Yeah, we, we, we might need like a special version for you and Quail. What, we shoot everything stronghand only and then you make us do the weekend portion with like freestyle? <laughs> I mean, I suppose you, we could give you a window to lick while you shoot the, the weekend, but... I I couldn't possibly do that. It's too much to concentrate on. I was going to say we'll clean the window first. Oh, oh no, I'm not worried about catching something from the window. It's just that's... <laughs> See, Cass is a mate, eh? That's getting complex, shall we say. <laughs> uh, cool stuff. I don't think that I'll get to shoot that roll this week, but I'll definitely get to shoot it next week. Um, see how... Yeah. Uh, how those work out so the the weekend is the one that i know i'm going to struggle with um because i can shoot like a and i'm going to use sort of the bunny ears i can shoot a clean dot torture at five meters mm -hmm. if we subtract out the weekend oh yes because i can't shoot a clean dot torture at three meters if we add the weekend um well you know what you need to work then Oh no, I I know exactly what I need to work, but that's what I'm saying. Like I, that's the bit of this draw. Like the other bits aren't easy. Don't get me wrong, but they're less intimidating mm. than the weekend uh, for me. Don't let that intimidate any of you. Go go smash the thing. Um, I have some unique challenges that a lot of you don't have. Um, you'll probably have challenges with shooting weekend anyway because you probably don't do it often, but. It's different strokes. <laughs> yeah, it is different strokes for the weekend. That's why it's called the stranger. Um, the <laughs> the strong end time can be sort of rorty. Um, you know, I think if you're, it's it's a really good fundamentals test, and uh, no one wants to do fundamentals except uh, people who want to be good. Yeah. It's Gaz, do you do you practice fundamentals? Unmute yourself, Garrett. Oh, he's mad. Garrett, put you just in time. <laughs> no, you shouldn't, if you want to get good, you shouldn't work on fundamentals. Air quotes. <laughs> Gaz doesn't want any competition. <laughs> I want all the competition. Please work fundamentals. <laughs> um, it's Sorry, it's a one, four, three, two, right? Uh, one, four, three, two. That's correct. 10 rounds in total. Okay. Now, so that's why the we, the strong end only is a little bit broughty uh, because it's three mm. rounds, not two. Like, okay, yeah. makes sense. Um, before I forget, and I can't remember if we mentioned it last week, uh, and I know Facebook has decided we're not allowed to talk about it. Fuck you, Facebook. Um, mm. Gaz was on Eric Levy's Firearms Nation podcast two weeks ago, a week ago. Uh, yeah, I think a week ago, a week ago. Yeah, yeah. last week Monday. Yes. Ah, yes. Really good show. You'll be shocked to hear Garrett talk a lot. Like a lot. <laughs> there was no one to like, cover for me. Exactly. <laughs> Gaz didn't just answer the questions with one word answers. Like he 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 spoke very deliciously. Really cool interview, really cool show. So uh, please uh, check it out um, once you've listened to this episode uh, to the end um, and only to the end. Or at least let it play to the end so our stats look like you listened to it to the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen to that so Firearm Nation um, it's Eric Levy's podcast um, and there's an episode with uh, with Gas check it out it's very cool yep um, 
we can't share it on on the book of faces uh, we did share it on the book of faces but they pulled down the post um not just not just my post um when they pulled mine down i went to go have a look i got a message from a from a buddy of ours bull who said oh they took mine down too and then based on that i went to go look and the, the welcome to the gun show one was down um i didn't look at yours t i assumed mine it was, was down because I, I immediately after the gun show one was gone i pulled up the firearms nation itself and it's like oh it's gone from there so yeah, i think I, I just all, of the, everything's- all of the posts and shares were gone gone to yeah, I, I got a I got a note that it was spam. I got one too. Sharing your friend's success is spam. Yep. I can get Facebook can spam you with fucking Bitcoin and investment adverts. Yeah. Cocks. Um, but apparently, yeah, sportsmen yeah. doing well is is unacceptable. Yeah. So I'll uh, I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. Um, Done, yeah. I probably won't put the link to that in the Facebook version of the show notes just to stop them from pulling our post down um, for for this episode. But it'll be in the in the show notes on your podcast app. So just pull that up and you can you can look at it or uh, Firearms Nation podcast on whatever podcast player you're on, and uh, you'll be able to find it. Cool stuff. Shall we? Uh, Introduce the uh, the topic we're going to mull over. Hi, topic. This is corn. Hi, corn. This is topic. Cool stuff. Hi, topic. Um, <laughs> Hi, topic. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> yeah, would you introduce yourself, please, topic? <laughs> so I mean, it's not a major thing for you to tell us oh. about, right? It's a pretty minor. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm gonna have a minor sense of humor failure. I only caught that now. Oh, oh no, Gaz, that's a major fucking fail. <laughs> so what we thought we'd chat about, and we we don't have any sort of special knowledge or anything. I mean, if you listen to the show, you know, we don't have special knowledge about anything. Um, but what we thought about is, do we think um, major has a future in Nipsic? Do Do we think that in five or ten years or whatever, we're still going to have major. Um, is it still going to be relevant? Uh, and I think, just for the record, I don't think any of us have particularly, Gas might have the strongest convictions on this. Um, I don't think any of us are going into this with any sort of strong convictions. It's just, yeah, we thought it would be an interesting topic. So if you don't like it, you can have your money back. <laughs> Yeah, I'm certainly not going into it with any sort of strong convictions, which is why I said we'll mull it over. Um, I have some thoughts on the topic, but I have nothing invested in whichever way it goes. So whatever it ends up being 10 years from now, is that's what it is. But uh, That's the direction, yeah. It'll still make it for an interesting sort of discussion on you know, why we think major should still be a thing or you know, why we perhaps think it. Um, so, I my gut tells me that its future is limited in the sport, um, and I think that's unfortunate. Uh, I I don't think it'll be. I, I can see advantages to it, it going away, um, but I I just I, I don't see especially with with Ipsic 
having such a strong European flavor um, and, and the dominance of nine mil in Europe. And, and as I understand it, some, some places have challenges with reloading and, and, you know, there's a lot of guys doing a lot of traveling to matches, especially in Europe, but, but around the world. Um, it, it's a nine mil world. Uh, and, and I think that's very likely going to, uh, going to sort of, be the direction that the sport moves, either through a rule change um, or potentially just people choosing not to shoot major guns because of logistics. Um, the the latter would probably be in some ways preferable to, to give guys the option, um, but you never know. Yeah, so I think that, so just my thoughts, I think major will go away. Um, I don't think it's going to be through rule change. Um, I think that sort of prevailing gun stuff in the world right now is going to make that decision for us. Um, components are rare pretty much everywhere at the moment. Um, lots of places have restrictions on on bullet diameters over sort of 355, 356. Um, it is more expensive to shoot uh, 40, 45, uh, 10 more, some, some other options that you could use for, for major. Um, and I think the sort of final nail in the coffin for that is going to be if you look at guys who have shot a lot of major guns over their lifetime. Um, I mean, I, I'm thinking like, like Ken Hackathorne specifically and uh, um, Steve Fisher. If you look at the state that their hands are in after doing that for prolonged periods of time, uh, I, I think a lot of shooters are at some point going to see that it's detrimental to their health long term and it might not be wise to do it for extended periods. I'm not saying it's not wise to shoot sort of major ammo and stuff. It's great fun. And I mean, if you do it for a couple of years, it's probably not going to have you worse for wear. But if you're going to commit to doing this for like 15, 20 years or whatever, and you're going to be shooting major for that entire time. It's it's going to catch up to you. That's actually that's a really good point. And I think what what sometimes gets missed is back in the days when guys were shooting a lot more of that, they were shooting a lot less. So back in the day, a dude shooting twenty thousand rounds a year was was a rarity. Not not a claimed twenty thousand rounds a year guy actually shooting twenty thousand rounds a year was a rarity. Um, so you didn't have that pounding on your body of, of now, you know, here 30,000 rounds a year. I, I know a couple of guys who shoot that. Um, and then you get the guys who are up into the 50, a hundred thousand rounds a year, hundred thousand rounds of, of major ammo a year. Corn's right. I, I, I don't think you're, I don't think your long-term prospects are going to be great with that. It, it may not be an issue straight away. Um, you know, but but I think you you're going to wake up one day at 55 and wonder why you can't open the car door. Um, yeah, the the recovery from that is uh, um, not fun, shall we say? I mean, it's like surgeries and, and long term recovery and um, great great issues potentially if you if you're going to do that for extended periods of time. Yeah, I, I yeah. genuinely think that that major will go away at some point, but I think the decision is going to be made for us based on component availability and stuff and guys being less willing to deal with shortages on components um, 
laws in, in various countries where you perhaps can't take your guns if you want to go compete there because they're not in legal caliber uh, and then the, the health concerns over a long period of time. Sorry, guys. No, no, no problem. I think that the, the injuries is a genuine concern. And I think the thing that happens is even if we're manipulating a minor gun regularly, so if we're dry firing a lot with a nine more, for example, we're shooting production or something, we're manipulating the gun on a highly regular basis. We're shooting it on a regular basis. We're still going to induce some sort of injury from that. But when we add major into it, so if we're shooting 40, for example, we're going to compound those injuries to happen a lot sooner and maybe with more detrimental effects. Mm. So if I look at the amount that I've shot major over the past few years and that, one thing that I've started to struggle with is tendonitis in my right thumb or wrist, both combinations. And that could be that could be something that I would have picked up shooting production, but it's probably something being compounded by shooting major mm. with that extra energy. Um, I think something to consider with let's let's say international travel and whether you're shooting major locally is the cost of the components to manufacture to for you to reload and or purchase forty is much higher than what we're going to find for nine anywhere you go. Uh, we're seeing. Some of the prices that we've got for international travel on ammo, some of it's like three times the price of a nine more round for a 140, for example. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think cost is a, is going to be a big part of it. And, and you know, if you if you're traveling to a match, you can fly with five kgs of ammo, uh, which is 300 odd rounds of nine more, um, and a lot fewer rounds of of uh, 40 or 45. Uh, when you get to your destination, as Gaz said, the 9 mil ammo is generally going to be a lot cheaper. Um, and I think as a general rule, you're also going to notice differences less. So, mm. you know, especially if you're running an open gun and your gun's set up to run a 124 grain bullet with 3 and 38 and the match ammo is a 132 grain bullet with, you know, AA number 7, um, you may find, A, that the gun doesn't work so great, uh, and that the gun shoots quite differently to what you're used to. Whereas as much as we like to bitch and moan about differences, if you normally shoot a 147 grain nine mil and the match ammo is a 115 grain nine mil, you're probably not going to notice the, the, the difference after the buzzer goes. Uh, there's also the factors of, as Korn said, the, the components are cheaper. Um, you, you get a lot, you know, like nine mil brass is generally going to last longer than forty brass. Oh yeah, um, I've got no experience with it, but it'll, I'm pretty confident it'll last quite a bit longer than nine mil major or thirty eight super brass. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, and and one of the big things, especially outside of the US, and I think I think sometimes even guys outside the US get, get influenced by, by sort of US thinking. And I, and, and I don't mean that as a pejorative, but in most of the US, if you break a gun, so fucking watch you buy another one. Um, at the moment, that's slightly more challenging because there's fewer guns, but the good news is you don't have any ammo, so you, you're not breaking them. Um, outside of the US, replacing a broken gun is a lot more challenging. You know, f- for a South African, um, you, you, crack a slide or, or, or your barrel lugs break off or whatever. If you don't have a backup gun, you're out of action for six months to a year minimum. Um, besides the fact that you've got to have the 10, 20, 200,000 Rand it's going to cost to buy another gun. Uh, 
that's that I think is a really real concern, and I think it's a it's a much more challenging concern out of the U.S. Uh, stuff is more expensive generally outside of the states, and and it's harder to get and harder to replace. So most guns in nine mil will last a ridiculously long time. Um, I've seen a couple of guns with with shot out barrels, um, but that's massive round counts. Um, but as a general rule, to, to wear out a, the sort of guns we're using for our game. So I'm I'm not talking about some some cheap crappy Brazilian no name Sagittarius brand. Um, but if if you're running a Glock or a or a CZ or, or most of the guns we see at matches, to wear one out is going to be quite a challenge. Um, and if you've shot that much, you're, you're probably a little bit more set up to, to, to replace that. Um, to wear out a 40, you can do that a lot quicker. Um, I'm not talking about shooting out the barrel. I'm talking about sort of major structural uh, issues. Uh, Breaking in. Most of our cracked a slide in half um, in the last couple of weeks um, on a gun that doesn't, doesn't have 100,000 rounds on it sort of thing. We're not talking about a a heavily shot gun. Um, I mean, it's it's a heavily shot gun, but it's not, um, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's not twenty years of a, of a really heavy firing schedule. Um, so I think that's that's one of the factors as well that that I think is also going to change things, um, especially for those of us in the world that's not America. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's having a significant health effect on the shooter. You can imagine what it's doing to the components of the gun. Um, Guns in, I don't want to say hotter calibers, but sort of, you know, bigger calibers that that make major and and are suitable for major. Hmm. I mean, they're known to not last nearly as long as their their sort of more tame counterparts. And to add to that, and I think we have discussed this on the show before, um, when you're shooting minor, so if you're shooting production or production optics or classic minor or whatever, you're generally shooting pretty soft nine mil loads, like not approaching the limits of what the, the caliber can do in any way, shape, or form. Uh, like really soft, gentle on the on the equipment uh, in general. If you're shooting major, um, especially in forty, you're pushing sort of significant pressures and stuff through through those guns in order to make the 180 power factor minimum. Um, it's 180, oh, right, guys? 170 minimum. Sorry, 170 minimum, so most guys are running 180 because safety margin. Um, that, I mean, that's, that's significant. Uh, if you've never shot a gun with proper major ammo, uh, you, you might be in for a bit of a surprise the first time you do. Uh, I think a lot of people are not quite ready for for the difference between that and and what you're used to if you're shooting production or something something of that effect. There's I mean, also the yeah sorry. sorry. There's also the bit about trying to cram ever more rounds into into guns um, for the divisions where that is is allowable. Um, that's a lot easier to do with nine mil, and you're probably not going to see quite the same sort of magazine failures and things as guys trying to get close to what you can get in in a nine mil in a 40 caliber gun because lots of guys are squeezing 40 to the 
absolute limit. I mean, I, I know of guys who have like 20 round start mags, mm. start with 21 rounds in the gun. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's a lot. And, you know, like if, if you look at like gas, you're running 17 plus one. Yeah. And, and if that gun was a nine mil, you would be comfortably running 20 plus one. Um, yeah. And with, with a little bit of jimmying, possibly 21 plus one. Yeah. Um, and I think that brings us on, on to uh, possibly the, the, the meat of the conversation. N- never mind the why you wouldn't or why you would shoot a nine mil or, or sort of related to it. Are there, and, and I think standards, the big one, you know, production is the biggest division in the world. Um, as, well, I think once again, outside of the US, um, production's the biggest division and it's a nine mil division. And I think a big part of production success has been that. Um, I think it's the fact that you 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 have cost-effective ammo that that that's pretty easy to get. Um, in standard, I think standard's been been an interesting one because the, the the feeling for the longest time has always been that to be competitive in standard, you need to run a major gun. Uh, and I think there's there's a few things that have not necessarily shown that to be not true, but but brought it into question. Um, I think one personally, I think one is is how the game has has changed over the last few years. Um, you know, if I look at someone like Gaz, and 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 if you look at if you break down Gaz's stage on practice school, he's shooting alphas like a minor shooter. Um, and and I think that's and and I use Gaz as an example because he's here, but top shooters in, in various divisions and, and and major caliber divisions are shooting, I think, a lot more alphas than they were back in the day. Um, I think that the sports become a little bit more accuracy um, sort of centric. Um, so would there... Would there not possibly be some benefit to go well if I'm if I'm going to try and shoot those alphas and yes if I shoot a Charlie it's going to hurt me more, but if I'm I'm like try I'm shooting hard for alphas, uh, would it not possibly be worth my while to have a few more rounds in my gun, a little bit less recoil, a gun that's cheaper to practice with, a gun that's going to last longer, um, and I think one of the, the the challenges has been I don't know, I don't know too many guys who've who've gone all in on that. So, you know, you get a guy normally shoots standard and, and we've seen it with Gaz. I'm not picking on Gaz. Gaz normally shoots standard major. I remember a match a little while ago, he shot a standard minor gun and his timing was all over the place. It, it, it wasn't Gaz's best match ever. Um, but I don't think it was because he was shooting a minor gun. I think it's because everything was kind of out um, and it was not, he didn't have the, the, the round count or the, or the repetitions um, on that gun that he, that he has on his normal major gun. Uh, so yeah, I, it's not science. I, you know, we, we haven't, we don't have anything sort of scientific in front of us, but the more I look at it, the more I think there's, there's, there's a distinctive possibility that minor could be, could bring some benefits to, to standard that has never been given credit for. Yeah, I don't I, know what you I guys th- think. So I think that um, major has distinct advantages in some places, but those places are not maybe as 
common or prevalent as they, they may have been years ago. Um, a major gun is going to give you an advantage on activating stuff. Mm. Um, but the, the sport isn't activating stuff. It's just a component of it. Um, it has advantages when shooting partial targets. Um, and it may have advantages when shooting moving targets. But again, the sport isn't mostly those things. Those are components of it, but that isn't the sport. Um, and if you're looking at sort of realistic IPSEC distances in general, sort of seven or eight meters all the way out to sort of 18, 20 meters, that, that sort of range on full board targets, uh, it's not that difficult to shoot really good score, whether you're shooting minor or major. And I don't know about gas, but I know I would be a lot quicker shooting a minor gun in that same place, mm. shooting the same score. Uh, I would be quicker if I ran it with a major gun and then I ran with a minor gun or the other way around. I would be quicker doing it with a minor gun, um, which is, I think we may have lost gas. We've lost gas. He's gotten load shedding. He's trying to come back now. Ah, shit. Looked like he wasn't going to have, but. Yeah. Load shedding for our foreign listeners is when um, our sole uh, monopoly on electricity power um, gets to switch it off for a bit because they can't do the thing that we pay them for. And then as a result, they want to charge more to not give us electricity. And then they pay themselves really big bonuses for not giving us electricity that they charge us for. I'm sure that makes think, perfect sense and is totally logical to all of you. Think Texas power outages, but on purpose. Yeah. So <laughs> in the absence of in, natural disasters. If you live in California, this make this is normal to you. If you don't live in California, this is probably not normal to you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So major has distinct advantages in places. Those places are not as common as you might think. Um they, they do occur and they do occur in every match, but you're not shooting you know, 90% of the targets in a match of partials where it makes sense to you know, shoot center of the brown and move on. Um, where you're shooting, you know, instead of shooting 95% of the score available, you're shooting 70% of the score available because most of the, most of the target just isn't available in a, mm. in, a, in a general sort of acceptable time period. Um, that just doesn't happen. That's not the way the sport works. Um, I don't know if the sport has ever worked like that, but that's not the way the sport works um, now. Um, activators, we've seen guys get absolutely fucked or whether they're shooting major or minor with activators and things failing. Um, you have a slight advantage with major in, in activation speed, but most guys who are shooting minor, um, if we're looking at that sort of uh, standard division, they're going to have extra ammo in the gun and they'll be able to put two or three rounds onto the activator uh, and get it to go down probably faster than the major guy can get it to go down. It's going to cost them a minor bit of time to fire those extra rounds, but they, they have the rounds on board and the, the time difference to do that is going to be so close to be insignificant. And, and, like, and by the same token on that, sometimes there can be an advantage in that going down a little bit slower in that it may open up more target availability uh, when, you, um, when you, when you're waiting for that thing to go down. 
so there's the, I think Gaz is coming back now. Um, Gaz, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Can you hear cool, me? Awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, got you. So what we were saying, Gaz, is obviously with a major gun, your, your activators activate a bit quicker. Um, you can speed that up with a minor gun. But with the minor gun being a little bit slower, it does also mean sometimes you've got the option of shooting that third target before the, the mover comes out uh, that you may not have had if, if you had have activated a bit sooner. So that, I think, is a bit of a swings and roundabouts and, and could really be dependent on the match you've shot that day and, and, and how it's set up. Yeah, and I think what what sometimes happens is we'll overlook those moving sequences. I. I don't think that a major gun or a minor gun should come out of any sort of moving sequence at any sort of different speed rate. They're going to play mm -hmm. it according to their their specific division strengths, whether that's capacity-based or it's going to be velocity or power factor-based. I think they're going to come out at similar rates. Oh. And if, and we, think if we look at the shooting – sorry, you guys were talking about the shooting when I got cut off, but hmm. when we when we break it down and we look at shooting – We've got shooting portions and then we've got non-shooting portions. I think Corn calls them shooty bits and non-shooty bits. Yeah, that's the technical term, yes. Yes. Oh, so that's the, the official words. Steve Anderson has adopted that. I like it. Okay, so we've the only place that we're really going to see some sort of difference between major and minor is during the shooty bits. All of the non-shooty bits are going to be exactly the same. How we move, how we move into position, how we enter, how we exit, how we shoot on the move how we transition, all of those things are going to be or should be very much the same, whether we're shooting a 9 more or a 40 or a 38 Super. Maybe transitions are a bit different with a Super, but I think you know what I mean. Um, and Korn brought it up. We might have match dependency between major and minor power factors. So if we've got a very tough, challenging match with lots of partials and long shots, we might see the minor gun at a slight disadvantage at a match like that because he's – he or she is sacrificing a few more points or a point per Charlie or Delta that they shoot, depending mm. on the, the difficulty of the shot. So that's something else to keep in mind as well. But I don't think it's going to be a big problem because with minor guns, you should be able to see things happening a little bit easier and read your sights a little bit easier as well. Mm. Again, it's sort of going to be swings and roundabouts, and we don't have anything scientific to work from. Yep. I think if, if we look at a lot of match results, um, so there's a surprising, maybe not surprising number of times that, that production guys are beating standard guys at the same match. Mm, um, correct. And if you think about it, the standard guys have got a, a, a capacity advantage, they've got a gun modification advantage, and they've got a major advantage. Um, and they're still getting beaten by, by production guys. And I think there's obviously various reasons for that. And I'm not saying all the standard guys, I, I, I just, we do see a lot of production guys doing really well in the overalls. Um, and I think a part of that is the gun's really easy to shoot. Um, you know, if, if you're shooting a Shadow 2 or whatever, or, or even a, a G17 or an M&P or whatever, um, it's a really easy soft shooting gun. Uh, so I, I think that does, I think that does play a role. Um, I know what was it France was it France or America that Eric shot production at the World Shoot that one Eric won production at the World Shoot. I think it was America, the US. I'm not not sure. Yeah, I think shoot. it was the US. I'm sure that France he shot standard. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and at that match, as I recall, had he have entered for standard, 
with his production setup, he would have won standard. Now, he is Eric, so he's not um, he's not like the rest of us. Uh, but I, I do think that was an interesting thing because that's a 15-shot minor gun with a double-action first shot um, compared to some of the best shooters in the world uh, with 20-shot with major guns in 1911 uh, or 2011. So now... I, I don't recall the result, um, but if we look at the recent um, low cap nets, I have the results open in front in of the me. in the US. Um, how many of the dudes who were shooting uh, limited ten major were beating the dude shooting limited ten minor? Because that's so, the that's the only one you could really look at. Because obviously production and and doesn't really have that. And then in classic, it's a whole different single stack. It's a whole well, different. I, I think I, I'm going to disagree with you slightly there because I think at that match, you, you, limited 10 in production, you could compare because they're both 10 shots in, in USPSA. No, no, I, I don't mean cross division. I'm, I mean that you don't have the major minor mm. power factor split inside of the division. But if you look at the overalls for that match, and I actually opened mm -hmm. that up because I was going to bring it up, so I'm glad you brought it up. Christian Sawyer did win um, shooting a major gun. Um, he is the closest thing to another Eric at the moment, I think, though. Um, yeah. So he won the overalls. Second was Knowles shooting production, um, so minor. Third was JJ winning shooting production minor. Fourth was Mason Lane shooting production minor. Fifth was Jacob Hetherington shooting production minor. Seventh was Sel Luna shooting production minor. Oh, sorry, sixth was Sel Luna. And in seventh, we had Gianni Giordano, I've, forgive me if I pronounced it incorrectly, shooting major. So yeah. in the top 10, there were three guys shooting major. Um, so what I find interesting there mm. is not so much that the the major dudes are so far down the list. Mm. What I find more interesting is um, that dudes without the same equipment advantage, because even if you have the same amount of ammo, the the modifications you can have in a limited gun, um, specifically in you know, flared magwells mm. and easier to insert magazines, should. Again, in theory, it's highly shooter-dependent, match-dependent. But I would expect more limited 10 guys to be at the top of that list because of the equipment advantage, which is not what we're seeing. We're seeing dudes shooting prod guns. And, uh, and bear in mind that those, uh, those, those guys shooting limited 10 are not the guys guys make jokes about who go to a match and shoot limited 10 because they're the only dude shooting it, so they hope to get a medal. Um, so the guys who were shooting limited 10 at that match, because it was a low-cap nationals, um, were serious shooters. You know, um, Casey, Casey Reed, uh, you know, there, there were a whole lot of really high-end um, shooters who I'm guessing took their limited gun and loaded 10 rounds in the magazine. Um, yeah. So by all rights, they, they should have had a massive advantage. Knowles who came second was shooting a fucking Chanik. Um, <laughs> so I, th I think one of the big lessons here is that, and, and this may be a shock to some of you, it's less about the gear and more about the shooter. Yeah. 
I know, I know. This is just turn off now because we're just going to carry on blaspheming. Um, but I, I, th- I think it does. It does put the. It, it does, and, and I mean, here there wasn't a capacity advantage to minor. Um, so it wasn't a case of shooting a minor gun would give you any more rounds. And again, you still only had 10 rounds. And as you say, you're 10 rounds in a smaller magwell. Um, and I mean, if we if we just did this and we didn't make it a huge difference in capacity, if we just surmised, so if we guessed that if we took the, the top three guys there, we had two guys shooting a minor gun and we had um, one guy shooting a, a limited major gun. If we gave those production guys 12 rounds on the gun, I think the results in those top three would look different. Yeah. I agree. Two extra agree. or an extra round. But uh, now, interestingly, and and this might be kind of counterintuitive to this whole deal, if you look at the single stack results, where you do in fact get extra rounds if you're shooting minor. Hmm. Um, I don't no think did. dudes shooting. I don't know if no one, no one like in the top ten did. That's for sure. Yeah, I think Randy Rogers was the top minor shooter at nineteenth. Yeah, oh. that's what I'm seeing as well. Which is but, interesting. So guys are actually choosing the the capacity disadvantage major recoil uh, for scoring advantage. So as I understand it, and, and, and once again, this is obviously a, an outsider's perspective, but as I understand it traditionally, because I think this was the first or second year that, that single stack's been included at low cap nationals. It hasn't been a standalone single stack. I think they do sing, they used to do single stack and revolver. Um and apparently back in the day at the single stack nationals, it was very much a major friendly match. Um, so lots of lower capacity apertures uh, where the major guys had a bit of an advantage. So I think there's, and it's a good point you make it, but I, I, I think there's a bit of carryover from that. I also, ha- I mean, if you look at where the single stack guys finished overall, um, you know, and, and, and I'm not taking away from it. I mean, but TGO was 11th overall. Uh, so he was shooting major, but he, he he was still, he was behind a whole lot of guys with, with, with production guns. So would he have done it differently with, with minor? It, it's hard to say. Um, you know, you can't, you, you could stick it in as minor in, in, you know, you can change people's power factor on, on, on practical competitor and, and kind of see, but that's not going to show you what would have happened if he had have had more capacity and, and how he could have shot it with that more capacity. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I, 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 I think a lot of it's going to boil down to it. It doesn't matter as much as we think it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's this, if you shoot major, you'll shoot 7% better score with a major gun. Um, when I started shooting IPSEC, that was, that was sacrosanct. So I think that probably still holds true. Okay. But I'm going to, I'm going to clarify that. I think that probably holds true still for a mid pack shooter. Um, I don't think the dudes at the top of their respective divisions, that is true remotely because most of them are shooting 93, 94, 95, 97 at times. I've seen Gaz do of the available score. Um, I mean, you, you can't gain a 7% score yeah. advantage when you're less than 7% away from the absolute yeah. max. 
Um, I, I think there's probably still some truth in that for sort of mid-pack shooters. Um, not that I'm advising that mid-pack shooters go major for the scoring advantage because you're going to, I'm saying scoring for percentage of score advantage because you're going to give up match points in taking longer to shoot those points. Um, I, I don't think the trade's worth it, but I think that the, the you can shoot higher percentage of score is probably still true under limited circumstances. Um, yeah, no. and, I, and I think that's what's interesting about it. I think there's, I think valid arguments can be made for both positions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a, you know, the, the other thing that, that I've seen is, I mean, I, I, I shot, I shot Stana Major at, at, the, at the Eurasian Extreme a few years ago, or Stana Minor. Um, and and my, my perception at the time was I couldn't really shoot the gun any faster than the Major gun I normally shot wasn't really worth it um but the gun wasn't set up i think to be an ideal minor gun it was a it was a sti edge it was 2011 um but it was a an sti edge it wasn't for all intents and purposes out the box sti edge in, in nine so i didn't have any capacity advantage in fact i think i had fewer rounds than some of my mags on, on my gun at home that you now own um carried uh and you had that great big heavy slide and it, it wasn't particularly well sprung. It ran. Um, but I do sometimes wonder if you were to take a gun like that and do the Instagram thing and cut half the fucking weight out of the slide uh, and sort of optimize it as a standard minor gun um, so that the gun did shoot really flat and you could hammer it that little bit harder, uh, how that would stack up. Sorry. Gaz and I had a, a chat about this the other day in, in a, a different context. Um, and splits don't matter. Don't take this out of context. But the fastest splits I've ever been able to shoot on a gun, ever, has mm-hmm. been on that same SDI edge running mm. fucking hot ammo. Mm. Um, because the, the, the speed at which the slide cycles really aids in doing that. And I reckon that if you cut a whole bunch of sort of weight out of it, change the spring rates and ran maybe slightly warmer uh, nine mil than most people do. So you could get sort of a similar cycling rate out of the gun. It would be marvelous to shoot. I think that could be interesting. Um, what do you think, Kaz? I think it's I think it's a very interesting topic and it's something that quite a few guys have spoken about for a while, but no one's really put their foot down on it or put their hand up to say we're gonna run with this with pure intent. Um and I, I think that it's all gonna be swings and roundabouts. And one of the cool things that came up now is that if we look at production, for example, the guys are shooting anything between ninety the top guys are shooting anything between ninety and ninety-five percent of the available score. And we're typically seeing the same things with guys who are shooting standard major. Um, now, there's no reason for you to lose a percentage of your score overall or your possible points at a match, whether you're shooting major or minor. There's no real reason for that unless we spoke about it earlier, a super challenging match with lots of partials. Then it could have an influence on that. But I think it's very interesting the the direction that this topic sort of gone in. Hmm. Um, I think both both ends of the the discussion of are, are viable. Um, 
And unfortunately, the one side that is viable that everyone sticks to the truth on is major is because, air quotes, it's tried and tested, whereas the, the minor thing has been discussed, but it hasn't been tried and tested thoroughly. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, if I look at, so the most recent pistol match I have, like biggish pistol match I have uh, locally is the is the EG League 2. Mm. Um, Minor gun one. Uh, well, uh, at, at this one, um, if I'm looking at the, the combines, uh, number one and number two were open major shooters. Number three was a was a standard major shooter. Number four was a production minor shooter, um, at less than half a percent behind number three. Number five was a production minor shooter. Number six was a standard major shooter. Then we had an open major, then a PO minor, then a production minor. Um, I mean, fuck, number eleven was a classic minor shooter. Uh, so I, I I think there's. I, I I do think there's something to this. Um, it would, you know, ideally the, the, the most scientific way to test it is we'd need to get a couple of shooters to to go in all in on this, and and you'd have to have pretty big balls um, if if you wanted to be competitive, uh, because you are flying in the face of um, uh, what do you call it, uh, sort of conventional wisdom. Um, and and you'd have to have the the sort of balls and the uh, the wherewithal to stick it out and not get to the first match and it happens to be a really standard standard friendly match or you know you get to the fourth stage of the match and everything's going well and you get to a bit where your your major gun would be a big advantage um, and I think and I've been guilty of this and you forget what the last three stages were like um, just on this bit you go oh fuck you see. I made the wrong choice because with major, I could shoot two Charlies there and be really happy. Um, so it'd be an interesting sort of long-term experiment. Um, I want to throw something else in here um, because when I started shooting uh, classic, I uh, had a very, I'm going to say interesting perspective on what I thought would be the ideal gun for, for the game. Um, mm. And I don't know if I still believe that or not. Um, I'm unsure. Uh, I genuinely thought at the time that a 1911 and 40 mm. with 10 round mags would be the optimal. I mean, if you could find a gun in 40 that worked and you could find mm. mags that worked and like if we, we discount all the technical issues. But if you had the option of running the exact same guns as minor or major, uh, and you could decide which one to shoot based on the match. Uh, that was quite appealing. Um, obviously, 40 is the requirement there, and we're not going to get nine more major in, in anything but open, I don't think, because there's some potential safety concerns and things there. But it would probably be interesting if you could do nine more minor and major in the same gun in standard. Um, cause you wouldn't have a capacity difference. Mm. Uh, you would have a recoil difference, but it would be so minor, um, because we're talking uh, increase uh, in speed, not increase in sort of bullet weight. And no. that, I don't know where you guys stand on that. That, that was a really interesting idea to me at the time. Um, I, I so, don't know if that's something that's still appealing to me. I, I'm not sure. Like, 
apparently that was a thing in USPSA. I don't know if it still is, but apparently that was a thing in USPSA for a while, that guys would go to single stack matches with their 40 um, and either have two batches of ammo or often just have a batch of major ammo, walk the stages and go, ah, I'm shooting minor um, and load 10 rounds in their mags um, or I'm shooting major and load eight rounds in their mags. Um, Classic's an interesting one because the capacity dif- difference is massive. Um, yeah, it's relatively. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's you get twenty five percent more more rounds in a minor gun than you do in a major gun. Um, that's that's a big jump, and, and and it's in a it's in a particularly interesting place as well because the difference between a fifteen round production gun and a an eighteen or nineteen round standard gun, um, even though it's more rounds the way the stages are presented, there's a good chance you're going to be ro- reloading in very similar places. And it's a very rare stage where, where the standard gunner is saving a reload over the, the production shooters. You know, if it's mm-hmm. a 16-round stage as a standard gunner, you, you, you're probably going to be okay. Whereas on a 16-round stage, unless you're taking the big balls plan with a production gun, um, I know I will almost always stick a reload in there. Um, with classic, it, it, it's slightly different because at nine rounds maximum in aperture, um, that starts making a big difference. You know, I've I've seen some stages. Unfortunately, there's still a few stage designers who, who have not necessarily moved with the times, um, and, and you get matches where there's a lot of short courses that are nine rounds stand in the box stages. Um, and, and there, all of a sudden, your classic minor gun, you've got two spare rounds. Um, and then when you factor in nine rounds standard box stages with an empty chamber um, or a completely empty start, uh, you know, you, you do a, one of those with a, um, you know, a, a nine round standard box stage with an empty start, the minor dude's still got an extra round. The major dude, even if he shoots perfectly, has to do a standing reload. Um, so Ian Funabunk's doing really well with Classic Major here at the moment, um, which is interesting because back in the day, um, you know, everyone agreed that Classic Major was the only way to go. And then for a while, everyone agreed that Classic Minor was the only way to go. Uh, and now we've got Ian doing Classic Major with really interesting things. Um, I think your 40 idea would be, would be very cool. Um, I just don't know how often in IPSC as opposed to in um, USPSA, I would actually choose to shoot major in a, in a classic gun. Yeah, so classic is is still sort of the, the mm. weird one. It's just that's where the idea came from because that's where there was a genuine difference between doing minor and major. But if we take classic out of it and we think for a moment mm. that we would be allowed nine mil major and minor Oof. in standard what would you do there because there's no capacity difference anymore there is realistically difference in recoil but it's it's not as significant as going from nine to to 40 um because you're getting you're getting a lot of increased speed but you're not getting the the additional bullet weight um there's going to be a noticeable difference don't get me wrong mm. but it's not going to be Shooting a 
nine mil major gun is not going to be the same level of violence as shooting a 40 major gun. Hmm. Not going to be very far behind, but it's not going to be the same. That, that's an interesting one. And I think most of the cons would remain the same. I think the pounding on your body would be pretty similar. The, mm-hmm. the pounding on your gun would probably be worse and all of that. From, well, a, pure, worse. from a pure game point of view, so, so just looking at this as... And, and, and as I say, we've been trying to look at a holistic picture here, but as a pure game point of view, Nimal Major in standard would make would make all the 40s obsolete overnight. Uh, um, immediately, yeah. And it would probably be, I mean, it would be fucking amazeballs to shoot. I mean, it would be mental. Oh, um, love it. I, I, all the slides I, be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you would shoot that thing. And, I mean, once again, you could set that gun up to be the, the ideal 9 major gun. Um, dude, it's a, it's a good one. As I say, I think big picture, it still probably would have more disadvantages than advantages. But from a purely game point of view, fuck, that would be awesome. And I would probably I, I, jump in with both feet. <laughs> I, I don't think I want to do that. It's just hmm. that a lot of the, the things that we discuss when we talk about major versus minor is, um, well, in classic, you've got a, a, a capacity difference, a real-world capacity difference that you're not allowed to go beyond. In standard, you end up with a capacity difference because of just different diameter cases, not necessarily different diameter bullets because three, five, seven, six. Um, sort of opens a different beast on its own because you don't have the... You don't have a capacity advantage shooting shooting nine mil or thirty eight minor over a, a major dude. What you do have is a gun that doesn't work. Um, so that's that one balances out differently. But when you take it into standard and you go, well, you have a working gun, you have the exact same capacity, you can make all the modifications you want to make, and you can have major scoring. Um, that makes it a little bit makes it a little bit harder to go. Um, I think. I would choose major or I would choose minor. It's a, it's an interesting one. It's just the, the thought of like, I've, I've always had this like massive hard on for 350, 356 TSW. Um, <laughs> I'm so sad that got killed. Yeah. That was just epic. 147 grand bullet at 1220. Um, Perfect. In a double stack nine mil. Um, that I think would have been, just amazing. I, I think that was just killed by timing. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, like, my head says this is probably not clever, um, but my gut says, bring it on. Yeah, it says it's not clever, but everything else says it would be yeah. fine. Unfortunately, uh, my head's not that clever to start with, so <laughs> we don't pay it that much attention. And the thing is, I'm, if I'm, you're running – sorry, guys, go ahead. No, no, you guys carry on. It's a ch- slight change in subject. Okay, so I'm just going to say one thing and then you can change the subject. You would probably need to take less weight out of the slide and stuff um, yes. because you're going to have increased violence in the caliber. So that would be fine. All, con- all of the contained violence. Yes. I mean, that, like, like that sort of setup, so, so 356 SW, normal, uh, TSW or normal major or even 38 stupid major in a 2011, with that great big heavy slide, all of a sudden that becomes interesting. Oh yes, um, yeah that 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 becomes a 
that that would be a very interesting thing to shoot. I mean, it would probably be quite, it'd probably be like the old modified guns, which are apparently very unpleasant to shoot. Um, yeah. I think it would be interesting. All the equipment disadvantages we spoke about earlier with stuff not lasting would be, would be amplified. Um, Even worse. Like they'd really not last. But <laughs> if you want to shoot out a barrel, I mean, shoot something that's really fast and burns really hot. Yeah. So, I mean, the good news is you'll never shoot out a barrel because you will break the barrels long before you shoot all the rifling out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have this perfect lightly used barrel. You can we, you can boroscope it. You'll see that the, everything's perfect. Just don't look at the outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, you wanted no, to... Uh... No, I think one of the things that ties into this topic quite nicely is the evolution of the sport. Um, you know, so if I compare some of the, the matches that I've shot a few years back, shooting standard major, nothing was ever, and I'm not going to say ever or never or anything like that, but nothing was ever super comparable between production. Um, but what I've noticed over the last few years is progressively more and more, I'm having to run a stage plan that is very, very relatable, if not identical to production gunners. Now that that could be twofold. My capacity in my standard gun, I would say, is pretty much the average for most guys shooting standard major. There's outliers where guys are getting maybe one more round than me. Some guys are getting two, and on very special occasions, guys are maybe getting three rounds more than me in their gun. But averaging it out, the guys are running between 18 and 19 rounds on the gun. And I'm finding that more and more I'm having to run plans that are basically identical to what a production gun would run. So I'm not really seeing a capacity advantage running standard all the time anymore. That's very true. Um, and, and I don't think it's just true for standard compared to production. Um, we've also seen, and this might be where standard has a minor advantage. We've also recently, I mean, recently is a sort of unknown quantity, but recently seen more matches where production guys are forced to shoot classic plans. Yes. Um, it seems to be a, the the planning advantage seems to shift have shifted down an entire division, if you wish. Um, yeah, if you've got a if you've got a match with a lot of stages where you can only engage targets from a particular aperture, and it's eight or nine shot apertures, um, the the the. The production guy is having to run a classic plan. Um, the standard guy, on the if it's two, yeah, if you if you put two eight-shot apertures in it, yeah, and you've got 18 rounds in the gun, you can probably run two before you reload, but you're not going to be shooting that like a standard shooter. Um, and you're not going to be shooting that like a major shooter. You're going to be doing the pretty careful aiming because you don't have those extra rounds. Um mm -hmm. You know, you, you make that two nine-round apertures, now all of a sudden, even with a 21-round gun, and I've made this mistake of going, fuck up with 20 round, rounds in the gun and then done a st did a standing reload because uh, I'm wearing too many rounds. Um, and they, and they in, with, with regards to classic guys, they all of a sudden the, the classic major guy is fucked. Um, yeah. He's either going to have to do a standing reload or he's going to have to do one of those double reloads and be perfect. Um, neither of which is is particularly forgiving. Whereas the classic minor guy, 
Um, he's got two spare rounds in East Aperture. He's having to do a reload anyway, but he, he's got, um, and if you're a production shooter, two spare rounds doesn't sound like a huge amount. If you're a classic shooter, two extra rounds is like fucking Christmas and your birthday and blowjob day all on the same day. Yeah, I, I can burn this section of the stage down. I yeah. have spare ammo. Where everyone else is like, I don't have spare ammo. I need to yeah. go. <laughs> I've, I've got two rounds. I'm just, I'm just going to fucking shoot it fast. <laughs> everyone else is going, oh, shit, there's not a lot of spare ammo here. I've only got two spare rounds. I'm going to have to aim carefully. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, and that's also, I think that's a stage design thing. Um but I have, you're right, we have seen a few matches recently where Gaz was shooting standard, I was shooting PO, Korn was shooting classic, and we were all basically dropping our mags in the same place. Uh, you know, or, or maybe, you know, there was a spot where Gaz could avoid a reload o- over me um, and I could maybe re- avoid a reload over Korn. But on the whole, we were running the same plan despite the, the capacity differences because of how the stage was designed. Um, yeah. I don't know if I think that's a good or a, I don't think I think that's a good thing because it, it it's generally that means it's a stage with, without a lot of options. Um, but it, it can be an interesting thing. Yeah, I think if that's not the majority of the stages in the match and that doesn't occur in every single match you shoot, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but if there is no advantage to shooting production over classic, why would you not come and shoot a greater gun? And I don't mean that just because I'm a. I don't mean that just because I'm a. I'm a. I'm a fanboy of. But also, if there's no advantage to shooting standard over production, why would you spend more money in building a custom 2011 to shoot those kind of matches when Correction. you could have a shadow two? No, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just using examples. So you, you could have a Shadow 2 for much less money. It's a really nice gun to shoot. Um, if the majority of your matches are not going to offer you the, the correct divisional splits in the result standings, it probably makes no sense going for you know, the, 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 the bigger division, if you wish. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting to see the results in those instances because it's a pure test of shooting skill against the individual shooters um, as opposed to being sort of divisional advantages. But I don't want that to be the norm. No. I actually, no. I actually wonder if this, if this standard, oh, sorry, not standard, uh, major versus minor debate sort of didn't become more of a realistic thing the more we started seeing combined results coming out. Mm. Uh, I, I know when really I started bad. shooting, we didn't really get combined results. You got division results. And then when we started moving over to practice school, we started seeing more and more combined results. And I think uh, I might be wrong and I might be speaking under correction, but that's maybe when we started seeing these differences, when we actually started to notice that this is the potential. I think, I think you're onto something there, dude. I, th- I, think, I think that might have been where at the very least more of us could very quickly and easily make the comparison and go, oh, this is not necessarily what I've always thought. Mm. Um, you know, because you, you previously you couldn't do that. Um, or, or, or it would have been a freaking nightmare of working out hit factors and, and all of that. 
Uh, whereas now you stick it all in combined in practice score. And, and what you can do in practice score as well is you can go, okay, if I change Gaz's entry to open, where would he have finished in open? Um, and we all of a sudden get to see how much or how little of a difference the, those, those things actually make at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense to me. I I wasn't around shooting before practice score. Um, we have shot matches without, well, I've shot a match without practice score because the last level four didn't have. You remember that? Yes. I uh, did. The, the reason I'm laughing is I, I remember a time where Nikki and I had stamps made with our name because you, when you went to the match and you registered, you got, a little, you got a little booklet and you had to fill in your name on every page. And then when you shot the stage, the RO filled in target one, two, alpha, target two, alpha, oh, Charlie, yeah. and then your oh, time. Do you remember these, guys? I remember those, yes. I mean, I've, then, yeah. I've seen that in videos and stuff, but I wasn't around to experience it. But in the level four, we didn't have practice score because it wasn't allowed or, or something. Um, and it was a lot harder to compare this kind of stuff where you go, Gee, that stage was bloody awesome. I wonder how I did compared to. Well, how you did compared to is uh, no one cares because you can't figure it out anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's inconvenient. I mean, it's the way it was for a long time and it probably wasn't a big deal back then because you didn't have the option anyway. But now that you do have the option, if it's taken away, um, you miss the the opportunity to compare stuff is, is sort of sorely missed. Um, and I think it, it's it, it's one of the things that I think has been good for the sport is that it, it's helped it's helped guys be a little bit more analytical. Um, you know that 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 ability to go, you need to shoot X, you need to shoot between ninety and ninety five percent of the available score. Uh, it's nice to be able to go into practice score, and I hope this new IPSC system has similar functionality uh, and go. Okay, shit. I shot 87% of the available score. I'm, I'm giving away too many points or, you know, where you can go, okay, how did I do against Korn? Well, I was a bit quicker than him, but Korn shot substantially better points than me and that's that's why he beat me. Um, so I think that's, that. I, I, think that's a, I think that's a really good point. I think it's opened, it's opened a whole lot more info to us and I think that's, that's made us do, actually have facts to base things on as opposed to um, sort of stuff everyone's always believed. Uh, or I have a feeling. I have a feeling yeah. that it would probably be better to shoot major. Um, yeah. Now you have the option of actually seeing. Um, you can't take necessarily your entry and change it to major um, because you'll have in most divisions, some divisions, you'll have a capacity advantage. Um, you can't take other people and make them minor because yeah, it doesn't quite work. But you can at least look at yourself compared to people who are shooting different divisions and get really like detailed information on, on how that stage went, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, the, the new system, I, I don't think any of us have seen it, but I, I really hope that we can continue to have some of the world's niceties. Yeah, um, yeah but to get rid of, of all the practice score brings to the table. Yeah. I suppose the, the one division we haven't discussed, and partially I think because none of us shoot it, but it would be interesting to see what would happen in 
open with no major. Um, <laughs> the guns would have to be built differently. They'd have to be like steel challenge guns. Um, but just think how, like, how nice to shoot that could be. And, and obviously all the travel advantages, because I think they're affected by it more than any other division, um, the, the, the ammo thing, because 38 Super you buy over a counter is not the 38 Super guys load for their major game. Uh, exactly. Never mind if you've got a super comp or whatever. Um, but yeah, the capacity, as Korn said earlier, the capacity would remain the same. Um, but I think you could probably tune a nine mil major open gun to be incredibly soft shooting. Uh, you know, you could cut that slide down to where it weighed absolutely nothing. Um, you could optimize the comp for the minor stuff, and you could have a gun that was like a two-two. Um, that could be an interesting thing. You know what I imagine when you said that? Hmm. Like a sight tracker block hmm. that runs to like there. And you have just this really short bit of slide. Like it literally just goes far enough in front of the ejection port so that the slide won't crack. Yeah. <laughs> and you have this thing that like runs like a stab rat because it's got much less mass, um, super short travel. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the breech face and extractor and a bit of lockup and a firing no. pin. Yeah, those are kind of important. <laughs> kind of. And I mean, if you really wanted to fuck around with that, you you could also because because you wouldn't be stuck with a 121 grain bullet weight thing. You could, re if you wanted to, you know, and getting away from the easy availability of ammunition, you could fuck around with 115 or or, or 90 grain bullets. Um, to try and get a little bit more gas working for you, but but with minor equal. Uh, the, the guns, honestly, could probably be made to work better than current open guns. Uh, and if they were set up properly, they'd probably last forever. Yeah, they, they would definitely last forever. A comp to 9mm minor gun, um, that unless there's a serious issue with how you fit that or something, you're going to have a hard time breaking that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you'll probably need to get like specialist bullets made for that though. Well, I'm sure Zero Mike could supply it. Because I'm, I'm thinking that uh, there's only so much space in a 9 mil case. So what you'll you'll need to have is you'll have to have like an empty dome inside the bullet. So what you do is you, you, you flip the bullet over, you pack it with powder. Like a THV. <laughs> then you pack, <laughs> yes, like a THV, so you pack the... <laughs> The case with powder and then you compress them together. So, so bear with me while I do some maths here. That's math for our American listeners. Um, if you wanted a 135 grand power factor, you'd have to load a 40 grand THV to 2,872 feet per second. Um, and is that possible out of a 9 mil? I think it would be out of a comped gun where you could kind of go crazy you just have to find enough a powder that you could fit enough in the case which that's what i'm asking would it be yeah. would it be possible like mm -hmm. i don't know of a powder that's quite fast enough for that but there's probably out there i just don't know of it i mean like maybe like a, a vitavuri n3 what's it 300 i mean if normal r1 was still a thing it's possibly possible um it would be unpleasant on on your steel like uh, your club's 
Uncle Merv would get really grumpy with you. Um, <laughs> Why? Be loud as fuck, but can you imagine how awesome those guns would be to shoot? I'm just thinking that, uh, I mean, so Vector has some some pretty sort of thick steel. I mean, the THVs at that speed would, would absolutely punish it, but Vector has some pretty thick steel. There are some clubs that have like really thin steel. Um, you'd be able to literally score two alpha on the steel because there would be holes that you'd need to patch. Well, it would Un- totally Uncle, Uncle Christian, the three of us are going to come shoot one of your club shoots really, really soon. <laughs> <laughs> are we all shooting THVs out of yeah. them? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot THVs for at least a stage. <laughs> I still have, I don't know what they're, they're chronoed at, but I still have some 357 Seek uh, THVs. And we could probably make some some more THVs. Cause, well, I've got THVs. Yeah. You'll, you'll need to like triple pack your steel, duct tape them together. <laughs> So, uh, smoking barrels, we we will be taking you up in your kind offer to come to one of your club sheets. Uh, <laughs> I think we may have just been disinvited with the uh, THB thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only problem is the plate probably wouldn't fall down. Yeah, you'd get a mic. <laughs> you can't get a mic. There's two holes. You can overlay it and everything. It's there. One of the IPSC rules states steel down to score. Yes. So what you do there is you don't aim for the actual steel. You aim for the hinge pins on the steel and you shoot them off. <laughs> Pro tip. The puppet to slow it down enough. You're going to have to say that again, Gaz. You're breaking up. I think your internet's starting to go with a power failure. Yeah, I think so. Um, you'd have to hit the ground just in front of the puppet to slow the bullet down enough just to knock it over. <laughs> <laughs> skip shots like skipping stones. No. <laughs> that could be interesting. There's probably a reason they won't let us do it. <laughs> yeah. So so what do we think, lads? I mean, as I, I, I think we've, we've all kind of said that there's a good chance Miner is... is is going to be the, the only thing for a while. Um, but do we, do, do we think that's the side in, in a world with major and minor? Um, could, could minor be, be the answer? I think that minor's got a good opportunity to be competitive with major guns. Um, and I'm I'm speaking out of experience with standard division open that it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Uh, I think that from what we've spoken about, I think that minor stands a good chance and there's swings and roundabouts to everything, you know. So I'm still a little bit on the fence, but I think that minor's got there's very high potential for minor not to have the disadvantages we talk about. I I, I think that. Uh... I obviously think that Major's going to die. Um, I don't necessarily want it to die, but I, I think that's just the way the world's going. And sort of we're, we're going to be forced into that with um, less popular things being produced in lesser quantities as the world works. 
And over time, it's just going to sort of diminish to the point where it's going to be not feasible to use it for competition purposes because of cost. That's honestly where I think it's going. I don't know what the timelines would be on that, but that's that's really where I see the ultimate demise of of major as a as an IPSEC sort of thing. Um, I think that if people committed to shooting minor in in all the divisions, like genuinely committed, so you build a gun for that, you optimize the gun for that, you practice with the gun set up in that way, so you 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 get used to the timing and stuff. So you you're gonna have to spend some ammo and some time and some money on that. But you get used to it. Um, I can't see a reason why in the average match a minor gun couldn't be absolutely competitive with a major gun or even beat it. Um, there are the exceptional ones that we spoke about. Except if there's a lot of partials and you're shooting center of the brown available, you're going to have an advantage. There might be advantages for activators, like we said earlier. There might be a disadvantage to T-set because you, you can't go any slower with a major gun you can always go faster with a with a minor gun by sending another. Um, so yeah, I, I think if someone was to to go and say, uh, look, I want to do this and I'm going to do this and they spent the time and effort to do it, uh, I think they would do really well. Uh, obviously, the, the key part there is time effort. Um, but I think they could do really well. We've seen guys like Navarre absolutely burn it down shooting a, a minor gun. Um, that's all effort, but we've we've seen what guys can do with minor guns if they put in the time and the effort. Um, yeah, I can't see why not. So I, I also I, I think sadly, and I think it is sad. I think it is going to go away, and I think it is unfortunate to take the the V out of DVC. Um, I think in a world where they both exist, I, I think the the advantages of minor are going to be very. Uh, division dependent um, you know production and production optics are minor divisions I don't see that ever changing and I, and those are just going to get bigger and bigger um, I think if we went all minor standard might become more popular again um, because you've got guys who want to fiddle around with the gun a little bit but want to shoot nine more um, as I say I think standard I think minor is a dark horse but I, I, I think it it does have potential. Um, classic, I, I've heard the arguments. To my mind, for me, I think classic minor is the way to go. Um, for me, I'd rather have the, the, the extra shots than the extra points on a Charlie um, because I think, they, I think they're more useful. Um, I, I've, I haven't shot a lot of classic major. What I did find when I shot classic major, the matches I have shot classic major at, I shot really slowly um, because I didn't have uh, I didn't have any extra rounds. So I ended up shooting like really good score because I couldn't afford to miss anything. I couldn't afford to fill anything in. Um, for a better shooter than me, maybe that's a different sort of situation. Open opens the one where unless the rules change to minor only, major remains the logical thing because while an open gun with major ammo is quite violent, they can be shot ridiculously quick. Um, and I don't really think you're going to shoot a, a minor gun. 
the, the minor gun there, the only thing that's really bringing, you know, there's the logistic advantages, but from a gameplay point of view, it's not bringing anything um, sort of viable to the market. So, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's I think it's interesting. I think uh, I wouldn't, you know, I think it'd be really interesting if, if someone were to, especially in standard, sort of start messing around with the, with the minor gun a little bit more um, and, and, and see where it went. And I, I agree with that. Something just in, in the closing is that what I would hate to see more than the debate that we're seeing over major minor and, and the advantages, disadvantages, I would hate to see a division die because it remained a standard division and no one really wanted to shoot it, whatever the reason is, whether it's a cost, logistics, etc. I'd hate to see a division die because of that and rather see the division just change over to minor where you're going to see more guys actually wanting to shoot that division for what benefits it offers. I, I genuinely think that that uh, transition from it being a major dominated to a minor dominated division would naturally take place without a rule change over time. Or for the reasons I mentioned with, I, I think that just, the other stuff is just going to get prohibitively expensive and, and more difficult to find over time. Um, so I think that would happen sort of naturally. Um, the downside there is unless guys are shooting um, essentially production guns in those divisions, uh, a lot of guys might be tempted to just dispose of their standard guns and buy a Shadow 2. Um, I know I would in that, in that sort of instance. Because um, you can shoot the Shadow 2 in... Uh, in standard if you wanted to but you also have the option of shooting it in other divisions and we've seen the shadow twos can be massively competitive across divisions massively this is true so once again guys thank you very much for all of your support we've got the new drill of the month out so if you get on that and get that posted as soon as possible we'd appreciate that keep giving us feedback if you've got any show ideas, pop them through. We'll have a look at it with some seriousness. And uh, as we know from last week, the rules have changed. If you want to be part of the club, you have to um, get involved and send your your letters, information, factual, and intelligently compiled data through to the the necessary through the necessary channel, shall we say? Um, and obviously, if you give a five star rating, then you become a premium member. <laughs> and and guys we were joking about downvoting english shootings videos i'm actually looking that up right now just to make sure that more people haven't done it uh where is yes, that? could you um, play with the sex toy when we're done i've got look i'll switch the camera on yeah i think he's uh I think his internet is gone. Come on. That's my video. Uh, yeah, it's... Hello. Pitch black and the, uh, the, I think your internet's going. <laughs> um, the good news is more people haven't downvoted that. Okay. And the one dude that did downvote it has reversed his vote and turned it into an upvote. So we're all good there. Later losers. <laughs>